Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Monday, December 21st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, uh, not a lot of uh, Major League Baseball news going on as we get closer and closer to the uh, Christmas holiday, but one uh, tribe note that we learned uh, just within the few uh, last few hours here, uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez, uh, right-hander, who the Indians had acquired in the Jan Gomes trade uh, back in 2018. Uh, he had been non-tendered in uh, this most recent non-tender, uh, you know, date uh, that, that came through, and the Indians had hoped to re-sign him, but uh, he instead goes back to the Nationals on a minor league deal, and uh, now one of the pieces that they they acquired in that Jan Gomes trade is uh, is back with the team that he was originally with. Yeah, that's it's an interesting move. Um, Joe, I mean, it was an interesting move first when they non-tendered him. And, you know, he wasn't even eligible for arbitration. So, you know, I guess they basically wanted to clear a spot on, on the uh, 40 man, uh, but still kind of retain some rights to uh, kind of re-sign him. But uh, obviously that didn't happen. And so he goes back to the Nationals on a minor league deal um, with uh, an invitation to big league camp. And this is a guy that didn't pitch at all uh, during the 60 game sprint you know, shoulder and back injuries. So it'll be interesting to see what, how, how, uh, you know, what he's able to do next uh, in 2021. And, uh, you know, he kind of showed some promise. What in 2019? Right. Yeah. 2019, he stepped in within that first week of the season when Mike Clevenger uh, strained a muscle in his back and was going to be out for, uh, you know, at that time it was unknown. We, uh, we actually wound up in Detroit immediately after that Clevenger injury on the, on the road. And uh, he, he pitched there and uh, you know, it was, it was sort of an unknown thing. He brought uh, just sort of a a level of stability just by his ability to get through uh, a few innings for each start. He really sort of saved the rotation at that time, but then he wound up, uh, you know, suffering his own shoulder injury later on in the season, missed a good chunk of, of the 2018 season. Uh, or I'm sorry, the 2019 season. And then in 2020, uh, dealt with lower back injuries that, that really sort of torpedoed his availability for the club. Yeah, he was an interesting guy, had a good arm, you know, big guy, 6'5", 6'6". 
Uh, looked like a, you know he could carry carry some innings. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt, and uh, but I think the Indians liked him. Uh, you know, he had worked hard uh, over the 2000 the 2019 offseason. I think he basically pretty much moved to a good year, uh, got his mechanics straightened out, and uh, then I think you know maybe fell victim to those you know the two different spring trainings this past season. You know the regular spring training and then summer camp. And he really never, uh, you know, recovered. He got hurt, injured somewhere in between there, and and he really never bounced back. Right, and and you know, he to, to me, Jeffrey Rodriguez, sort of always, even when he was in that starter's role, he always sort of in a, in a, in the future would have projected to be like one of those, uh, you know, big flame throwing, uh, you know, relievers that comes in, sort of like what. Uh, at the time, I thought they were trying to build more towards like what Tampa Bay was able to throw at you uh, out of the bullpen with uh, that sort of profile. You know, the, the Indians bullpen uh, over the last, you know, two, three years really hasn't had too many big hard throwing right handers that uh, they were more, uh, you know, pitched to sort of bullpen guys um, like a Tyler Clippard who, who had a good season in 2019. Uh, Rodriguez was sort of the first guy who I, I sort of pictured as maybe sort of changing that profile in the bullpen uh, in the future. But obviously he's going to be trying to do that now with the, uh, with the nationals and, you know, who knows, maybe the, the nationals can, can keep him healthy and, and, you know, use him to his full potential there. Well, they certainly know him, you know, they, they've got a, a track record on him. They've got a book on him. I think they're the team that signed him. He came up with them and, uh, I think one time it was one year with the, with the nationals, he was up and down, I think 11 times, 11 times between triple A and, and the big league club. That's, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of up and down right there. That's yeah, so always, is Harrisburg their, uh, their, their double yeah, A or triple A? Yeah, triple A. I think their, their triple A team is. Uh, who, who knows with all the, with all the changes now, who knows who's, who's affiliates are going to be, but. But uh, you know, yeah, that, that's a lot of that's that's a lot of drives between the two places. Uh, still not as bad as uh, who was Hunter Wood. Hunter Wood didn't he go like uh, 19 times between Tampa Bay and uh, oh. wherever wherever their AAA was? Uh, yeah, Durham, right? I think Durham, Durham is their AAA team. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you're still you're still not touching uh, Hunter Wood uh, territory in that regard. Uh, so right now the, the Jan Gomes trade, uh, you know, the, the, the take from the Jan Gomes trade is Daniel Johnson. And it remains to be seen what Daniel Johnson's, uh, you know, ceiling is for the Indians. He, he could be the starting right fielder this, this, this upcoming season, who knows? Uh, but, but we have, we have yet to see what, uh, they definitely like Daniel Johnson. They like his potential, but, uh, right now he's the, entire take from the Jan Gomes trade in, in uh, November of 2018. Yeah. I mean, that whole outfield, the Indians outfield is wide open to me, Joe. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Daniel Johnson deserves a look. He was, I thought he was kind of underused this past season. I mean, they really didn't, I think with just 60 games, they were trying to get certain guys hot and they never really got hot, you know, guys like Domingo Santana and Naquin, they're trying to give them and, and Delano DeShields as many at-bats as they could to get going. And they're really, in that short time frame, there just wasn't enough at-bats to go around or time to, to get them going. And then, so guys like Daniel Johnson and Zimmer and, 
and uh, uh, Jake Bowers lost out a little bit. They didn't really get a shot. So, I, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to see Johnson. I, you know, you left-handed hitter. We saw him a little bit. Uh, so, it, I mean, he had a good year in 2019 at, in the minors. So it, it'll be interesting to see it, seeing him and maybe uh, a Josh Naylor in left field and see what they can do. And who knows about uh, uh, Mercado? Who, you know, right. I mean, will, will he or... Willie bounce back or was 2019 a mirage? I mean, I think, I think Johnson can play a little center field. I mean, Hoynes, do you have, you, you got a pair of cleats? Do you, can you get, I mean, the, the outfield situation <laughs> is so wide open. I, I can't, I can't catch a, I can't, I could never catch a fly ball. I always misjudged them. They always landed behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. I, I would not be surprised to see Daniel Johnson be one of those options coming out of, of spring training as a, a start we could have we could see multiple platoons in that outfield you know and, and that would be i again a, a bit of the same old unless they find something to, to sort of solidify that in a trade or or uh you know a sort of one of those cheap uh bargain basement uh free agent signings i think you're, you're going to have more of the same in the outfield this year yeah, they need upgrades out there. They really do. At least one or two. I mean, right. maybe a tr- the Lindor trade brings brings something to help the outfield. Funny you should mention the Lindor trade or the lack of a Lindor trade at this point. Uh, what do you think the chances are we we get something in these next three days before uh, before we head to uh, winter break or Christmas break? Or uh, are we going to be sitting in our living rooms on? Christmas Eve, Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, <laughs> writing stories about a tra- uh, Francisco Lindor trade because the Indians have the the impeccable timing to to sort of spring that on us. Uh, I, I I I mean, they dropped the name change announcement on July third last year, so I would yeah, yeah or this, right earlier this year. So nothing is out of the realm of possibilities. But what do you think the chances are we get a Lindor trade before Christmas? Boy, you know, Joe, I think, <laughs> I, you know, I think anything is possible. I don't think, I think, uh, you know, you hear b- different people talk. I mean, some people say, uh, you know, if, if Lindor is going to the Yankees, nothing will happen until, you know, they, they make a decision on uh, DJ LeMahieu. Uh, if, if LeMahieu comes back, um, you know, then, uh, you know, probably Lindor, maybe that, that would, uh, you know, kill a, a Lindor trade. But if he doesn't come back, they move Tories to second and, uh, you know, try to make a deal for Lindor at, 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 uh, sh- to play shortstop. Uh, you know, so I think there's a bunch of those scenarios going on. I think the Indians, you know, I think they'd love to get this thing done so they could create some capital and uh, go out and fill some other holes on this team. But, uh, you know, obviously... You know, he's his name has been mentioned all over the place, but I don't. You know, it doesn't seem like the market is moving right now. Yeah, it's it's funny you you put it in that sort of perspective. There is that the longer the Indians wait to make this trade, and obviously it's it's being held up by DJ LeMahieu wherever he a- ends up going. But the longer they wait, do other guys come off the free agent board that maybe were options in some way? For them, if if they don't have to wind up paying Lindor or Lindor and Carrasco uh, because of a deal, so yeah, the the Yankees is a a, a spot where if they're if they're going to package uh, a Lindor and a Carrasco together, 
to try and get more. You know, the, the Yankees have a need in, in starting pitching as well. So uh, who knows? But I I still think uh, I, we're here. We're still hearing Toronto as a a, a possible landing spot. Uh, one spot that we're we're not so sure about though is Cincinnati. It had been a uh, a popular rumored place uh, early on, but it seems like the the Reds are in more of a sell mode right now. Yeah, you know, you you uh, read read what's coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, they're trying to say, uh, trade Sonny Gray and uh, Luis Castillo, or listening to offers at least. You know, on on uh, two of their best pitchers, they've already uh, waved goodbye to Trevor Bauer. Uh, they traded their closer, Iglesias. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? I think I'm saying that right. Right, Rysel Iglesias. He's with the Angels now. And uh, they also uh, let uh, Archie Bradley go, one of their top uh, relievers from last year. They non-tendered him. So is this, you know, is this really a team that's going to bring Lindor in for one year and for at twenty million? I, you know, that does that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They do need a shortstop. And and Joe, you were saying, you know the longer the Indians wait, you know, the more maybe, uh, you know, some uh, opportunities to trade Lindor dry up because, you know, Didi, Didi Gregorius is still out there. Marcus Simeon is still out there. I think there's a couple other free agents. Andrew, Anderson Simmons is still out there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and they, those guys just cost money. You don't you're not giving up any uh, prospects. Yeah. But none of those guys have signed yet, which is, I, I I'm sure that they'll be waiting until, after the holiday season and, 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 you know, early January is when they're going to, you know, start coming off the board. But yeah, once those guys start coming off the board, if you see Toronto sign one of those guys, that's, you know, yeah. it, it, but you know, again, Toronto's got Bo Bichette playing shortstop. It, they're not necessarily out there looking for a, a shortstop if they've got him already. It's just, you know, Francisco Lindor is a better shortstop. So yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good point. All right. I guess, you know, Lindor would be the kind of guy that would bring that whole team together and maybe really put them over the top or make them really a, a team to beat in the AL East. Or right. No, no question. You add Francisco Lindor to that lineup and you keep Bo Bichette in there at, at you know, third base, at, at second base, wherever you keep him, uh, they become a, a contender in the AL East. They, they're probably... Uh, you know, one of the top contenders as long as they get add some pitching. Um, okay. Uh, again, it's fun to speculate, but until we hear anything, you know, concrete, there's, that's all it is. And uh, the same thing goes for anybody at MLB network or anybody else who's, who's tweeting rumors right now. Uh, we, we have no, no confirmation about any of that. So uh, just keep your ears open on Frankie. Uh, what we do have confirmation on is the Indians are going to change uh, their name after the 2021 season, they will no longer be the Cleveland Indians. Uh, and we've, we've been over that. We've been over the situation. Uh, as far as name suggestions, we keep getting uh, plenty of them. Uh, any, of the, any of the suggestions that have come in through our subtext uh, subscribers uh, that, that really stand out to you, Hoinsey? Uh, I, I've seen a few. I've seen a, a list, and we're going to go over a, a bunch of them here. But again, if you want to submit your suggestions to um, our our show and uh, you know just put them out there in, in the consciousness, I guess uh, you can subscribe to Indian Subtext. Uh, that's Cleveland.com/slash/subtext. You can go there and uh, sign up. It's three ninety nine a month to get 
texts and tweets, uh, I'm sorry, texts from Hoinsey and myself, uh, all season, all off season long, uh, any, any sort of hot stove news that we have, uh, you get that first. Hoinsey, what are some of your, uh, your favorite contenders? Yeah, this, you know, Joe, I, I don't know if this was from a subtext or just an e, a subtext or just an email, but I'd like to, the Cleveland Snowbelters. <laughs> I guess you could only use that in the, in the winter, though, if you play wow. baseball in the winter. Yeah, I, I don't then, know, if, uh, you know if the summer is the best time to be evoking images of the uh, of the Cleveland yeah. winters of 78. There you go, the 78ers. <laughs> yeah, then the... Uh, the, the Cleveland Fire in, in honor of the Cuyahoga River. You can, there you go. The, Cle, the Cleveland Champs, the Cleveland Avengers. That's that's right up your alley right there. We could, uh, uh, Aven- the Avengers, I, could, I could see them having running into some problems getting the Avengers uh, trademark. I yeah, think that, that might would be, be a, a bit yeah. of a problem. Yeah. The uh, Cleveland Condors, uh, the Wolves, the Legends, the uh, Bucks. The champs. Those are those are some of the ones I've I've been. Uh, oh, the aviators too. The aviators, the river hawks. Kind of like the river hawks. There you go. Uh, I've I've been I've been getting suggestions and seeing more uh, more abstract ideas. Uh, sort of like uh, the the Indians have their dance team. Uh, it's called the uh, the strikers. I think strikers oh. is actually a, a really good, but something more along those lines. Something that's not necessarily a uh, a something that's a little more nebulous uh, uh, slider. That's the, the problem is they've got two of their, their, their best names are already sort of used in the park with the dance team as the strikers and the mascot is slider. I think Cleveland sliders, I think would be great. Um, if yeah, Altoona didn't fair. have, if Altoona didn't already have the curve, I think naming it after your, your dominant pitching staff, I think, uh, you know, the, the the Cleveland curve would be great. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but but something that's that's more of a it, it, those might not be as 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 powerful or have the gravitas, I guess, that they're sort of looking for. But yeah, I could I could definitely see something along those lines more than um, you know an, an an individual or human sort of anthropomorphic uh, sort of mascot. Uh, Seeing seeing ones from earlier uh, that you submitted to the subtexters, uh, the the flash, the the engines, the blue socks, the the drummers, the chrome, the emeralds, the emerald necklace. I guess I don't know if that, that's after go. the emerald necklace. I don't. The bulldogs, the coasters, coyotes. The, the one was the North Coast Kings. It's kind of interesting. I don't know about that. That actually sounds more like a an LA gang group or something like that. The North Coast <laughs> yeah. I mean, put their graffiti on the uh, RTA stations on the walls. There's the uh, the North Coast Kings, uh, a uh, a Midwest affiliate of the LA Crimson Bloods. That's the uh, <laughs> that's as close as a, that's what I hear when I hear that. But who knows? Uh, so yeah, I've been talking to. For a, for a series of um, uh, stories that I'm going to be working on here uh, upcoming over the holidays. Um, I've been talking to marketing experts and brand experts from Ohio State and Case Western and Baldwin Wallace. Uh, I've also spoken to uh, 
uh, a front office guy from the uh, Akron Rubber Ducks, as well as uh, the brand marketing uh, firm that they used when they made their change from the Arrows to the Rubber Ducks uh, back a couple of years ago. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is it doesn't matter what you call the team. If you put a winner out there immediately, the Northeast Ohio is going to, uh, the, the fans, the fan base is going to love you no matter what. So I, I guess uh, win under any name and, and you're going to be beloved. <laughs> and that's the, uh, that's the, the key right there. Joe, can you give us any insight on uh, why it's take, you know, why it takes a year, why the Indians need a year run up? Have, what, what's your research uh, uh, told I, you so far? I guess it, it, the, the simplest answer to that is, Right now, the reason they need a year to do this is because they want to get it right. They don't want to rush and, you know, make a decision within a couple of months or whatever and have that be the wrong one or not strike the right chord. They need those months to sort of research and and work this out to the point where, you know, it's not because they need to have a 12-month a long contest. That's not the case. They could decide on a name from a worthy candidate, you know, very quickly. But what they need is that time to make sure that everybody is going to be comfortable with and be behind and get behind this new name. Whereas if they turn around and do it immediately, they're stuck with it because they're not going to change again. Whatever they land on is what they're going to land on. And that's what I'm hearing from these experts is the reason it's taking so long or it's going to take, it's projected to take so long is because they cannot miss with this. This has to be a strike on the corner. They have to hit it. Do you think, uh, would they, um, when they do make a conclusion or make a decision on the, uh, on the name, would they run it past, would they have like test markets, you know, would they bring in 20 fans and, and run it by them and ask them what they think of it and, or, or would that go in before they make a make a choice? What I found was, or what I'm what I'm hearing from some of these guys I'm talking to, uh, is the more you expand that bubble, with uh, you know sort of marketing groups and uh, you know test subjects and and, yeah. and sort of introducing it that way, the more you expand that bubble, uh, the more misinformation gets out there, and you know uh, the the less impactful your your announcement is going to be in the first place. Uh, that so, makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to just spring it on a bunch of fans, uh, you know, when they do make the announcement, but uh, I don't think it's going to be something where, you know, everybody, you know, participated in some sort of focus group uh, and sat down and, and heard that name at one point. Uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be a little more close to the best than that. Yeah. I mean, you're going to like it, you can't do it in a void, but I mean, you, you have a close group, if, like you said, hey, we're going to do this. This is the one, you know. But we want to make it right. We want to get. We we want to make sure we got it right. The other thing that I found out is this is not going to be something that's going to turn out to be some sort of big financial gain for them. This might actually be uh, something that they operate at a loss over. Uh, they're going to take a hit on some things uh, in terms of the branding and the merchandise and whatnot. Plus, with the way that things are set up in, in Major League Baseball. They would only get, you know, their standard one thirtieth share. Uh, that all goes into the same pot. So uh, 
you know, whatever revenue they generate from New Jersey's new hats, new everything, uh, it's all going to get split up among the, the, the 30 major league baseball teams. It's not, uh, not just their particular uh, gain in that regard. Uh, but I would be absolutely floored if by this time next year in 2021, that you're not able to purchase a, you know, a new t-shirt or hat or, or merchandise with oh, yeah. whatever the, 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 the name is, because you, you certainly want to be able to, to capitalize on a, a Christmas rush with the, the new logo yeah, and whatever. Definitely. Yeah. That makes I, a lot of sense right there. I, I think the only other question, one, one of the other questions that I would have for the, uh, for the club would be, are you going to keep the same colors? I, I think I know the answer to that question. Uh, you know, red, white, and blue is pretty, pretty standard and, and a good way to, it goes pretty much goes with everything, but uh, you know, who knows, maybe they change the colors as well. And, you know, that would be an, an interesting, uh, you know, way to go with that. So, all right. Yeah, if you're well, going to go 180, you might, might jump in there with both feet then. I'm, I'm thinking fuchsia just to match uh slider. I mean, get a little <laughs> slider in the logo. Yeah. Slider that. Yeah, that'd I mean, be who, good. How, how the hell did they come up with a match? Shane Bieber would look good in Fuchsia, wouldn't he? I, you know what? I don't think it's going to matter what – Shane Bieber doesn't strike me as the kind of pitcher who it makes a difference what color his jersey is. <laughs> going to come out there and, and, and get you one way or another. All right, Hoinsey, uh, we will be back. Uh, two more shows here before we wrap up for the, the holiday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, we'll, we'll be tracking – Whatever else is going on here uh, in the uh, the off season on the hot stove here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.